Steitler, the bird chick, and I am here with non-birding Bill. Hello! And we have failed miserably at our general goal of podcasting in the last month. I haven't. I've been podcasting a lot. Do you have to be a dick about it right off the... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> We've been gone for so long. The audience is starved <laughs> so, for Bill Brand Entertainment. Okay. Okay. Well, now I'm really going to make you seem like a dick. Okay. Go right ahead. One of the reasons why we paused was, you know that really ear-splitting sound you sometimes heard in the back mm. of the, the podcast, and uh, then it would mysteriously disappear, but always show up in the next podcast. But that was Kabuki, our cockatiel. And uh, he fell ill in September. He went suddenly blind, and we thought he was rallying, but uh, this particular 18-year-old bird didn't do well, and then we had to put him down. And I just, I in particular, lost all my desire to do Anything except the bare minimum of work I absolutely had to do, because this was a bird we had since the beginning of our marriage. This bird saw our stupidest arguments. And so, uh, anyway, coming out of that, and uh, I thought, wow, this is also a good time to kind of switch up the podcast. And, you know, we've been married 18 years. We've been doing this podcast a long time. Wait, are you firing me? No, I'm telling you I want to bring in a third. Okay. Awkward. <laughs> and with that, I would like to introduce our special guest on this podcast. <laughs> Hi, Levi Weinhagen. Hi, Hi. Levi. I'm Did I... so happy to join your marriage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Did I pronounce your last name right? I think so. Okay. I mean, if you go to Germany, it'd be Weinhagen. Okay. Weinhagen. But we're in Minnesota, so Weinhagen. 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 So... Wouldn't it be no, Weinhagen, like, like just, big, a big, a I just did a DNA, uh, I just got some DNA results and found out... <laughs> that you are actually yourself? there's no German. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I'm trying to figure out what that now, means. Now, do you think that do you think that means you have no ancestors, or that it's just been bred out of you? I, yeah, I think I have no ancestors. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't mean none from Germany, I mean I have none. <laughs> it's just like, there's no, you have no history whatsoever. No, you're, I have, like, you're a great, clone. Great, great grandparents who sure. are on a registry came, coming over mm -hmm. on a ship from Germany. Sure. Okay. But they clearly so they were they, they were, were Great they, Britain folk. They were they fled to Germany yes. and then got kicked out. Exactly. Okay. So when I went to Germany and I was going through customs, I'm used to people always calling me Sharon Stittler, hmm. even after I've told them it's it's Stittler. And so I'm exhausted. I'm at the Frankfurt customs, and he he looks at my passport. And he's like, Ah, Stittler. And I, and I was, and just without thinking, I said Steitler. And he said something that I'm pretty sure in German was, you stupid American over here. This is how you really pronounce that last name. So. All right. So, Levi. Hi. Uh, are you a bird watcher? Well, I think that means something different to you than it might mean okay. I said I'm a bird okay. watcher. What is your relationship to birds? Have you accepted <laughs> birds as your personal Well, he got some DNA back. Oh, and yeah, he <laughs> recently found out. He's 40% woodpecker. I am. The good part. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, I rebuild all the way. I'm a, it's cartoon woodpecker. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. So you actually eat wood and. I, I so here's the thing. I watch birds a lot, but from my car while I'm driving places. Mm -hmm. So I don't go somewhere to look for birds generally. Okay. But if I happen upon a specifically a bird of prey, it'll consume way more of my attention than I expected it to consume. That's reasonable. But other birds are like I'll think a bird's pretty if I'm running, but I won't stop running. But if I see. Like a, a falcon or a hawk, I'll stop and you just go like, "What's?" Going Hide on? under a bush. Yeah, I, I'm like a rabbit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
I try to find a slower rabbit. Yeah, exactly. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. So, Levi and I talk a bit on Twitter. We talk a bit on social media. And, and I should also mention, and we can talk more about this at the end when we're plugging, but... <laughs> Once Bill goes to sleep. Pluggers is a great cartoon. <laughs> oh, so relevant. So now. When are we going to start our Pluggers podcast? Uh, I've anybody? been doing it. Where have oh, you been? <laughs> I've been too busy plugging. So you'll have a large audience, but not the audience you can't, can't even think of an actual joke from a plugger. Well, there are no actual <laughs> jokes true. in pluggers. It's all about their hideous march towards death. Wait, pluggers is an actual thing? Oh, yeah. Don't even get me started. Oh, Brandy Brown Brandy. has thrown her she phone down magic. in anger. Yeah. You don't know what pluggers is? No. Pluggers is this one-panel comic strip about... Like, just stuff old people do. But yeah. it's all, like, anthropomorphic animals. Like... This is a, well, like, here's a oh, joke. Is this the thing with the pandas it's that she's No, that's a completely different thing. Okay. Like, a plugger's joke would be, this is how pluggers use Twitter, and it would be a bear dressed in overalls, like, watching a bird at his bird feeder. True. Oh, I know what that it might actually yeah, be one that of was, the comics. Sure, yeah. Okay, I and, know exactly And Brandy, our, our friend who is absolutely obsessed with Heathcliff, is also absolutely obsessed with pluggers. Yeah, she's posted one of these to my yes. wall, and I didn't get it. Yeah. I just, no, there's no joke there's in it. It's like, it. I just for her the, anger, it's really great. <laughs> Nordics was like, oh, this is one of those things where someone thinks it has a bird in it, so yeah. I, I want to oh, see yeah. this. Yeah. Okay, good to know. Okay, so back to Levi. <laughs> yeah, we interact in various we, we, ways. In various sure. ways. So one of the things that has intrigued me about you... Ooh, go on. <laughs> <laughs> You're sly, come hither, stare. I don't have one of those, that, so that, that can't be it. No, um, is that you want to get a Northern Goshawk tattoo. I really do. I've already, I've talked, I, I recently talked to a tattoo artist and we looked at some images. So you're, you're not necessarily a birder. No. But, but the idea that you know what a Northern Goshawk is, just, just, not to sound elitist, but that's just not something that someone who's casually into birds or not that into them knows what that species is. Well, it's probably from you. I don't know for sure. I mean, I don't think I... I knew birders was not was something other than just a, a punchline to oh. a specific group of people sure. before I met you. Like, I was like, a birder. Like, that's how mm. I would have used that before. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, that's got legitimate, um, interesting things going on. There's really cool stuff happening there. I imagine you've done that for a lot of people where they've been like, oh, uh, this one's really interesting and she's crazy into birds, so maybe I'm wrong. Um, Actually, they say she's crazy into birds. <laughs> <laughs> the birds are cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know, like, where... I, I mean, I've always had a, an interest in the, like, bird of prey mm-hmm. as an area. Uh, I don't know what, where that stems from, other than they're just beautiful mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I when I learned, like, one or two little goshawk things, and then that's when I was like, oh, I want to read more about this specific kind of bird. Like, they don't they don't get any attention. I like that. Like, I like that they're not... Yeah, they're, 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 they're under radar. Yeah. Yeah, they're below... I mean... And literally, too. Like, they don't want any attention. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with this. I mean, it's not a hawk that a lot of people... It's not like you're a garden variety red tail. Mm-hmm. No. And eagles. They yeah. They're played oh, out, yeah. to be honest. Sky carp, as some of my birder friends call them. <laughs> Saying the eagles are the U2 of the animal world? Oh. Uh, I don't know. They might be the eagles. Oh, hey! <laughs> boom. Uh, I used to do comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Until just then. <laughs> Um, should submit that to pluggers. <laughs> it's too funny. Too edgy. Yeah, I, so, I uh, I mean, they're beautiful. The red eyes are mm-hmm. really captivating. Mm-hmm. I love that they really kind of do want to 
like they're hard to find. Like there's yeah, they are. something yeah. attractive about that to me. I don't know. I don't know what. As as a Minnesotan, do you like the fact that they have "gosh" in the name? I, you know, and what, there's I, not you don't profanity. say "gosh," it's "gaz." Oh, gosh, hawk! It's like a, a gosling, like a goose, right? Isn't there some origin story connected uh, to goose something? Yeah, something like the goose hawk or something like yeah. that. Because they take down big. Oh big gosh! Things. It's not gosh. Oh gosh, hawk! It's not, stop! You and your Minnesota agenda. <laughs> Get it out of here. Oh ish! I thought it was a combination of "gosh" and "awkward." Gosh, hawk. That's a plugger. Right, that's a plugger. There's a go. I'm going to write that down. Word. Copyright, copyright. Oh, no. <laughs> trademark, trademark. <laughs> so they're beautiful. They're they're strong. I feel like, I I mean, I don't, I'm not going to try and tell you facts about a bird. It's okay. I want to, whether your facts are right or wrong, I'm just curious. <laughs> this is the test to find out if you can get the tattoo. <laughs> right. This is the vetting process. Yeah, like, yeah. And I'm really, I'm on the Have edge. you, okay, I'm sorry, I, I hate, I'm don't hate to throw sidebars in. This is why I'm here. Sharon, have you ever seen, seen someone who thought that they had a tattoo of a bird and it wasn't the bird that they thought it was? Like Oof. when you get a Chinese, like a Chinese symbol tattoo and you think it's peace and it's actually yeah. like soup. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, not without naming names. What was the circumstance? It was a hawk. Uh-huh. And they thought it was an eagle? It was. They thought uh, it was a cardinal. <laughs> no, 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 no. They thought it was a hawk. Oh, okay. It was not a hawk. <laughs> no, no, no. And I don't want to give away too oh, okay. much. Okay, all right. So because you've, you've said too much already. Okay. I've said too much already. No, no, no. You just, you just look at it and you're just like, and I'm not going to be like, oh, that's, that's not. When I first bad. moved to the Twin Cities, um, there was a, I forget the circumstance, one of the guys I worked for, he saw the Iowa Hawkeyes uh, silhouette, their symbol mm-hmm. for their team, and he insisted that it was the Screaming Eagle of the uh, Airborne, the 101st Airborne, and I was like, you're lying to me about being in the 101st Airborne, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah that's not a mistake. Actually, one of the most that's beautiful bird tattoos I ever saw was um, a woman who had a blue jay tattoo, and it was uh, it was early on when people were just starting the kind of photography type artwork oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. with tattoos, and it was this beautiful gorgeous blue jay in flight it was so beautiful and so perfect i recognized the f- photograph that mm-hmm. she had gotten off the internet for it oh wow and um i mean the the design was exquisite and, and it kind of makes me want to take one of my tattoos that's getting old and i got it when i was young and yeah. didn't have a lot of money <laughs> and uh just kind of take it's like me you were in prison bobbling photo and and like have my bobbling on the side of my leg <laughs> all right so i want to ask you this is a layered question first of all I have a follow-up. Where, <laughs> where do you stand on bird tattoos? I'm, I'm, I'm pro. Just broadly pro? Like, I'm, you've I'm, probably seen a lot. Yeah, oh, I, I've, if, if I, if, if I had a nickel for every, uh, swallow tattoo I've seen, that I would, I would, I would need can to you, work. Can you, can you just cut off the, <laughs> I've seen, and just have, if I've had a nickel for every swallow? I feel like that's the full quote. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen a lot of I will sexualize you too, Bill. Oh, that's fine. Oh, and you know, I have seen sparrows and people telling me they have swallow tattoos. And I'm like, oh, that's uh, sweet. Those are really sparrows, but okay. Interesting. Yeah. Do, you, yeah. do you have to decide if you tell them or what do you do? Yeah, early on in my life, I could not help but tell you how wrong you are. And oh. I look back at some of the things I used to say just uncontrollably and think, my God, I was a real asshole. It's like when you 20s. first become an atheist or a vegetarian. Mm. Yeah. You're so yeah. Really aggressive. Yes. Yes. Now she just saves it for me. Yeah, and I, but I feel, I hope that I've gotten much better at just, yeah, oh, that's great, I like that, that's really nice. I've seen you do it. Yeah, you don't, but so my follow-up, my layer is. Oh, okay. I, where I'm torn is because I do want to get a Northern Goshawk, like I mentioned, I mean. I is there a Southern Goshawk? No. 
But there are oh. others. There oh. are European gossip. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, I can't decide which variant, like just the head, so it's closer with a lot of detail, mm-hmm. in flight, perched, then what do you do with the, I don't really want a branch, like I, but I want to capture the whole body, I like that idea. What is, what are the top three things about a goshawk that you want people to notice? Or that, that you notice? Well, this, so this is an even more tricky thing. I don't get tattoos for anyone else. Okay, so They're what are the just three? For me, okay, so what are the three things that that you notice in a goshawk? Uh, the the eyes. Mm-hmm. I really want that red eye thing. Mm-hmm. And then it's just behavioral stuff. It's not even visual. It's more of a reminder. So I like that they are loners, but they also have strong bonds and relationships. I don't know how you capture that in a tattoo. Um, and I like how well they can navigate. Even though they don't seem like they like they get through small spaces, even though they, oh, yeah. they shouldn't be able to. You want it in flight. Yeah. Because yeah. the things that you're describing that goshawks are known for, you know, being strong, how they navigate, um, that that's all, I mean, like, they will dive at you. They yeah. have no qualms about hitting you in the head, at least the female will. You had video of being attacked. that was what I've always wanted to have happen. Yeah. Um, so I think if you found the right artist and you took various photos to the right artist, they could get you all of those elements and still give you a nice enough goshawk tattoo that you could still get the eye in there. Because that's where I worry. In flight, is then you, the heart, it's harder to get the eye, and I like that a lot. Yeah. I'll put this to the whole table. Have you thought about just getting red contact lenses? For myself? Yes. And then everything's red? And just sit like just sit there and just like stare at things. That's a really good suggestion, yeah. and I think I might need just to revamp this whole idea. <laughs> I need to find that picture where I had my face painted as a goshawk, and I met David Sibley. Yeah, no, didn't you, like, there was a, a video, I think, I think you showed it to me Here a long is. time ago, of, like, they were sending a goshawk through, like, an obstacle course, and you could see that it. That was a European goshawk. Yeah. Oh, so I will post this oh, picture. Wow. Um, so they put the red on my eyelid, so I would close mm-hmm. my eyes. Mm-hmm. And so... <laughs> they just wanted you to close your yeah. eyes. <laughs> that's, the, that's the tattoo you should get, Levi. A full facial face. tattoo. Uh, yeah. My wife will be so happy. <laughs> <laughs> she has no stigmas with face tattoos. <laughs> Boy, that is, that is like a ten-year-old picture. Um... You looked like a bird then. I did, I know. You know the great thing about having feathers is you don't see any of the wrinkles or any... That's that's the one sad thing that, that like, I don't have a bird body, because those feathers, they just hide a world of sin. You look great until your last day. Huh. But that last day, you look rough, right? You look kind of fluffed up. You look eaten. Well, yeah, you do look eaten, because you, if you're sick out in the wild, you're going to be eaten by a goshawk. So... You, you, Bill, specifically. Oh, yeah. What, what I really like about goshawks, and this, this yeah, goes to their whole family, the exhibitors, yeah. or the whole genus, is that um, it's a very high-strung species, and they act before they think. So you can relate to I that. I can relate to that so much. And so the, the species that we tend to see where we live here in the Twin Cities is the Cooper's hawk, which is a cousin of the goshawk, mm. smaller bluer. Um, they still get the red eyes as they get older. Yeah. But, I mean, but still very similar in that, uh, yeah, they act before they think. And, like, even when you're looking, and you'll see this with goshawks, too, in a lot of the photos when they're, they're flying, their body is going one way, but their head is clearly looking another direction, and it's because they're just distracted by potential food wherever they go. Whereas, like, a red tail, it, it, it'll fly around and it'll look at stuff, and it kind of makes a decision whether or not it's going to die for it. Whereas a goshawk's like, no, I, I just ate, but I'm hungry, and I'm going for that now, too. I like that tension. Yeah. That's really compelling to me. And I don't have, I'm not impulsive in that way. I oh. actually, um, I wait and make a decision and then 
So you are more of a tail than a than yeah. Does. Yeah. But I don't want to just be like I like other. I'm trying to bring out other parts of myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Through permanent ink. <laughs> also, goshawks tend to eat their prey while it's still alive. Well, I do do that. Yeah. But bro- broccoli is my main prey. So I just pick you it. Leave the roots right on. It's out in the in the garden. Yeah. It's, it's, still. it's a bloodbath though. <laughs> you can't tell because it's not red blood. It's it's, it's a chlorophyll mm-hmm. bath. <laughs> That's a huge science nerd joke. The raptors of the chlorophyll world. Yeah, that's what I have. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's the banicula. I have that. Oh, everyone who hasn't should read banicula right, right now. There's a lot of binoculars that Yeah, no. Indian pipe or ghost pipe? It is a it is a wildflower that I've always wanted to see, and apparently this was the year for it. And also, I wasn't traveling, and so I was at a birds and beers, and I I saw someone on Facebook had seen some, and I was like, yeah, I've always wanted to see this. And this woman was like, oh, I get a ton of that at my cabin. You want to come up this weekend? And did you? I did, and it was so cool. So it's this. this, How do they work? So they there's a type of fungus, and I'm not sure what type it is. Uh, that that will grow underground, and that is leaching nutrients from a tree, mm-hmm. but also giving nutrients back to that tree. And then this plant pops up, and because it doesn't have chlorophyll, it gets its energy and nutrients from mm-hmm. the fungus. And unlike the fungus, it is not giving anything back. It is a totally self-absorbed plant, and it's and it's white. So does it at least produce oxygen? Oh, that's pretty. I don't know. Hmm? I didn't. I, I, I'm not chlorophyll chick. <laughs> You're not. Wait. I what thought you were. Rebra- I thought you were rebranding. <laughs> yeah. New, new format. It's so, all chlorophyll. So yeah. So that was like a bucket list thing. And then mm-hmm. once I saw it, I saw it everywhere. Like we went out to Neil's, and it was everywhere. And I kept going into the house, telling Bill and Neil, I was mm-hmm. like, "You guys need to come out and look at this. You need to." And mm-hmm. you were dragging your feet, and I was really angry at you guys. Like, no, you don't understand. You have Indian pipe in your compost. Yeah, I've seen this. You've shown it to me. Come look at this shit. <laughs> come look at this plant. This white plant. It's really cool. All the other plants are green. Not all of them. Well, the ones around in this area. Okay. I mean, there's just other plants. Anywho. Anywho. That that was a bucket list thing for me. Good. All right. You have a weird bucket. It's a bucket of fungus. Be attacked by a hawk. <laughs> See a white plant. Oh, come on. If I told you that there was a goshawk I nest gone. somewhere that I could take yeah. you to. I was in Maine, so it wasn't like I could bring you to no. this nest. But there apparently Well, nests. she could have if she wanted to. But there right. are nests in Minnesota. If you really were a friend. Yeah. It is the one biological job that I haven't had and probably won't have at this point in my life that I never got was going out to do goshawk nest surveys. You're giving me this look. I'm sorry, I was curious as to where you were going with that. No, but to do the goshawk nest uh-huh. surveys, where you go out and you try to find the nest. You ask them a few questions. Yeah, get you where your little How do you identify? Yeah. That's a little too personal. Oh, see, because you have the survey. little clipboard and they see you coming and they swerve the other way. Yeah. No, but what I found most fascinating was that the male, I mean, they're known for being noisy. The male just kind mm-hmm. of circled and it was the female who meant business and mm-hmm. was like, I'm going to take you yeah. down. Yeah, I like that because it does seem like the females are more badass too. Yeah, well, they're like a third the size, bigger than the male. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We should take you hawk banding because then you would definitely see one and you'd get to hold one. I would be into holding a hawk. Do you want to sit in a blind for like all the daylight hours and watch hawks fly into a net? I don't think I Let's be want fair. to. Okay, I want to say the hawks do not fly into the net. The hawks are flying into food, and a net springs over them. So oh, that's... and they're fine, though, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. They don't get hurt. 
Yeah, the banding station that I would take you to, it's a very humane banding station. As a matter of fact, it was one of the places that pioneered uh, being humane to the bait. Oh. Like, the pigeons wear little leather jackets, they're on a pulley system. They can start a, a, a jukebox <laughs> just by hitting it. Yes. All the pigeons are named the fawns. Sorry if this is too current a reference. <laughs> no, because Henry Winkler, he was just in a series with William Shatner. Are you justifying my dated reference? Yes, I am. Thank you. I don't think he was saying, but God, no. we have all aged ourselves. <laughs> Aging poorly with Bill Steitler. And Sam Landman, yes. Oh, sub-plug. sub-plugger. Sub-pluggers. I would like to do that. I will go with you. Okay, it Are might we be too right late. Well, well, uh... Well, I'll know you next... Next, next autumn, yeah. Right. But we'll see. October. It could be a rough year. <laughs> nice, not over yet. <laughs> true. October is the main time to do it. Okay. And we'd go someplace between Duluth and two harbors. Ooh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I have a hard time doing things where I don't feel productive, but I'm sure we could find a way where I feel like I'm being productive. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we you're doing... You, no, yeah, you're, oh, yeah, I mean, you're doing science. I mean, like, you, yeah. like, are weighing the birds and Yeah, you're aging weighing, you're banding, and, and, and when you're in the blind... You're aging is, and sexing the birds. You are aging yeah, and sexing the birds. Mm. But no, when you're in the blind, it is your job to point out incoming birds of prey, so that way the yanker can pull the pigeon. <laughs> wow. And none of these, none of these were <laughs> double meaning, <laughs> metaphors. The master yanker. Gotta yank the pigeon. Gotta yank the pigeon. Sorry, everybody, gotta go yank Make the pigeon. Make sure that pigeon is covered in a leather vest. Yeah. Or and on jacket. a pulley system. <laughs> and you can't do this in town. You have to go out of ways. Oh, to the woods. Yeah. I know. I know. What I'm like. just yanking a pigeon in the woods. I now want to take video footage of the pigeons and some of the hawks that we get at the net and then put that Beyonce cover that they use in the Fifty Shades of Grey trailer. Uh, no one's going to do that if you don't. So I don't know if that's permission. Uh, <laughs> I just... I Remember when I used to not make jokes about birds and here I am trying to make a Fifty Shades of Grey trailer know, with right? pigeons and leather jackets and a pulley. Sex sells. Do you have any uh, stories you want yes, to talk so about? We used to talk about stories on this podcast. New format. Yeah. New format. Well, I want to... So part of what inspired this format of talking to someone in the middle of my grief of all this, mm-hmm. dealing with the cocktail Same. stuff, um, I have a niece who's wonderful. She is an intelligent woman. I mean, very smart. She runs her own thing called Pure Geekery. She has her own community. It's really great. And she posted something about... Uh, she's like, oh, I've been thinking about getting a feral cat recently. And uh, to help control the chipmunks in my yard. And we got into this whole conversation because I was like, the feral cat is not something that you want. It's a non-native species. And we had this really great conversation where she was like, well, I I need some kind of natural pest control. Don't want to use pesticides. She's like, okay, I get that, but feral cats are problematic because. And she's like, yeah, but a feral cat will kill chipmunks, but a coyote would kill my dogs. And And I was like... We, as birders, have been vilifying feral cats and approaching the feral cat conversation all wrong. Because my niece, I mean, she had all these these things, and I was like, okay, that's valid. You don't want to use pesticides. Okay, you have dogs, and you're concerned about coyotes. But it's like, feral cat may not necessarily be the answer. But it was just fascinating to me that there's a, there's a group of people out there that think that, oh, I can get a feral cat in my yard. It takes care of the pests I don't want, and I'm also helping a cat. How do you keep a feral cat in your yard? Uh, you feed it. You feed it and you put up housing for it. You go to shelter, yeah. yeah. And it's not feral anymore. 
Yeah, it won't come into your house. It's ruin not, the feralness. Well, that's that's all part of the issue with the feral cat thing, and that's the thing that I argue. It's like if you're doing that, that's no different than it, w- would you be doing this with a coyote? Would you be doing this with? Uh, I have a feral coyote. To deal with my feral. I'm not cat sure problem. if it's. <laughs> are they really feral at this point? But um, so when I was like making the feral coyote comparison, she thought I was being ridiculous. She's like, I'm not gonna be hand feeding coyotes and things like that. Does she leave her dog out at night? No. Well, then why the hell is she worried about a coyote? Well, here's the thing. The way coyote talk has been going, I mean, we, we've been talking I about... I love that show, Coyote Talk, by the way. <laughs> I can't believe they're still airing it. Those coyotes died 20 years ago. It feels like it's limping along. Yeah, I just, like a coyote, yeah. for example. They need Joy Behar on that show. <laughs> I don't know what that means. What the hell are really, you talking really about? Bill really was making a car talk joke? Yeah. And you made a, See, this was I an, made a view. Hey, Sharon, this was an A to B conversation. <laughs> and you should move forward with what we're talking about. <laughs> and I just added a Y chromosome. Okay. The um, talk. Oh, the talk. That's not even the one with Joy nope. Behar. No. You did two jumps away. <laughs> All those women so, Levi, let's talk about birds for a okay. while while Sharon tries to catch up to us. Phil, if you were a bird, <laughs> what kind of food would you eat? Uh, bird food? Nice. Yeah. Suet, Sharon? Oh, yeah, suet. Hell yeah. Well, if it's made wrong. Yeah. What? Suet, yeah. I want to be whatever bird eats suet. Mm. You just love meat. No. I she loves fat. fat. Uh. <laughs> Let's be clear. Yeah. It's the fat. What were we talking about? Anyway, yeah. we were talking about... Oh, beans. feral cats. And, and then I was talking about how we talk about coyotes, because now we're like mm-hmm. putting the fear of God into everybody, saying, coyotes are in metro areas. Keep your cats indoors, because mm-hmm. coyotes are going to eat them. Or mm-hmm. when people come up to me at the visitor center and say, how can I protect my dog from an eagle, my chihuahua With or a knife. And I'm like, I wouldn't even worry about eagle. I'd worry about coyotes. So yeah. I just feel like, you know, these are these talking points that we've done to try and emphasize... Well, yeah, I mean, let's, I mean, and birders are, let's be clear, birders are, by definition, concerned about the birds. And you know, yeah. there's been studies about how feral cats are destroying bird populations and things like that. And they're not talking about, I was just reading an article about uh, New York, that feral cats are used to control, like, they keep the rodent population under control, which is obviously, mm-hmm. in New York City, a huge concern. And they're actually introducing feral cats into areas to help control the rodent population. So yeah. it's a matter of... They could you stop want putting this, their trash on the street. If they could. And leaning out the windows and yelling at people and having their... Uh, uh, clothes drying on lines between the buildings. So I just, I just thought it was nice. But no, it's it's all a matter of which biome you want to encourage. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think a feral cat colony should be next to an endangered snowy plover colony. No. You know, but I, I, and I don't think we're ever going to get rid of feral cats in the United States. But it's just, it's fascinating oh. to me that I, I, number one, two people were able to have a reasonable conversation about feral cats on the internet, and it didn't devolve into hate speech. Is that a thing that happens all the time with feral cats? Oh, God, you have no idea. I don't have an idea. The whole cat thing is insane. Some of the most horrific hate mail and threatening emails I've gotten have been from people who have disagreed with me about my views on feral cat colonies. (gasps) There's the rabbit! Sorry. Not feral. No. No, He's He's, beyond not feral. He's popcorning. Um... So anyway, so that that was also kind of the reason why I was like, well, I'm going to have more conversations with people, smart people, funny people. Who are reasonable. Who are reasonable, but also just have a conversation about... But they couldn't make it here today. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you guys. You're wrong. Honk, <laughs> honk. Do we have the rights for me to make a... Yuckety sax. Bastardized version of yuckety sax. 
my ability to identify bird calls and also understand that they have dialect di- dialect 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 which is the <laughs> Indiana di- pronunciation of dialect. You know, I had a dialect, and I was able to understand that that was yep. the Benny Hill sketch. So you learned bird uh, bird interpretation from yakky sax. Mm-hmm. Is that where it all started for you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bill Clinton used to play his. I don't know why I said that. Animaniacs. Well, and also, I'm I'm currently listening to the Candace Bergen uh, autobiography on Audible. Which has Yakety Sax played and underneath it about, the whole time. No, no, here's how far this goes. She's talking about Murphy Brown, and I remember the, the Barry Manilow episode where Barry Manilow is on there singing to her kid. And then he has okay. to leave, and she's like, oh, do you have to leave? And he's like, yeah, Bill Clinton's opening for me, and if, if I let him get to Yakety Sax, I'm going to lose that audience. No. Do you want to... So- uh, Peter Tolan, I think is his name, a writer who used to perform at the Brave New Workshop in Minnesota, mm-hmm. moved to L.A. He wrote some of the first episodes of Murphy Brown. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Which was a really hard-hitting political comedy, right. even though it's not really talked about in that way now. Well, no. it's, I mean, it was so, I mean, well, it's one of the things that, like, it was so topical, yeah. like, you can't. But there's clips now, like, they had really good commentary oh, on I'm lobbyists. Sure. I'm sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you sure if you watched it, like, now, it would be yeah. very funny and stuff, but there's so much that... It was real specific. It was specific, specific about the Bush, about the Bush, about the Bush years, and yeah. about the Clinton years, and, yeah, you know, yeah. there's a whole episode where uh, she accidentally kidnapped Socks the Cat. Yeah. Well, we've all uh, been there. <laughs> but you don't see Bo in that much TV. I mean, no. some. No but yeah. it's, it's amazing to me, though, how influential that show was about, you know, mm-hmm. what was controversial then was, oh, hey, this mm-hmm. woman who owns Single her own mother. home in Georgetown oh, yeah, has a career a, is choosing to have a baby alone, and that was like that the, was super controversial. Our, our, our country is going to go into a tailspin. Do you remember, I'm sure, I'm sure Levi does, do you remember the sketch they did on Saturday Night Live about that? I don't know, probably. They came back. It was like one of their, it was like one of their throwaway sketches at the end. Like they <laughs> just, it was like their season premiere, and it was, Lord Michaels was on screen, and he says... While we were away, Vice President Quayle said some strong words about one of our characters, and now we have the chance to respond. And basically, it was um, Rob Schneider doing a recurring character who had never been seen before called Mr. Impregnates Women and Abandons Them. <laughs> Which was Scott Bakula, wasn't it? Was this, oh, wait, what? Wasn't Scott Bakula the one who impregnated her? Ooh, that's a good uh, Maybe, idea. yeah. But no, it was just this completely stupid, like, the most the retrograde yes. most retrograde character they could think of. <laughs> did we have a point about this? Did, did you bring... Murphy yeah, Feral Brown. <laughs> Christmas. We wanted to see... This is many... our Murphy Brown cast. We're going to watch every episode of Murphy Brown. I thought Brown this was unpacking there. a reference with yeah. Bill and Sharon. That would oh, probably boy. be a more fun podcast, uh, actually. Because this is you just explaining how you got to talking about Yakety Sax. Yes. Do you know that? Did you ever see the video of Dolly Parton playing Yakety Sax in Glastonbury? Birds, just because we were talking about yeah. birds. Uh, no, she played Glastonbury and like was just doing her Dolly Parton gig, and she says, "Well, I'm here in England, and if there's one thing I know about England, it's this." And she picks up a saxophone and starts to play Yakety Sax. Amazing. It was amazing. And then her dress pulled away, and she's just in her underpants. I'm sorry, did you have a point about feral cats that you were trying to make? I've made it, and it was okay. by having a reasonable conversation, and somehow well, well, it I feel this, is, this has certainly so been a reasonable, reasonable conversation. Trying to Google uh, who impregnated Murphy Brown, but I'm not having any success. So with that... Next topic! We should move on to bird news. Thank God. Okay, one headline Oof. that I want to bring up, just because, finally, 
some editor has listened to, I don't know if they've listened to this podcast, maybe they've heard my bitching on Twitter. Mm -hmm. There was a rare bird that showed up in Shetland. Okay. So the Shetland News. Home of the ponies. Yeah, the Shetland News, uh, they, instead of the headline, Birders Flock, said, Mm -hmm. Tiny bird causes euphoria among Twitchers. Oh, okay. Twitchers? That's uh, the British, well, it's the British version of a hardcore bird watcher. Oh, okay. So well, I'm very British. I've just learned. Yeah. So. Well, no, Twitcher. Twitcher is a very specific thing. I mean, me as a birder, I don't even think I'm a Twitcher because I mean, wait, you're not intense enough to be a Twitcher. No. What do they do? Twitchers are very into listing. It is like the list is the thing. It's all, I'm trying to think of like a like the scientific family list. So you're you're so you want to keep a list of all the birds that you've seen mm-hmm. in a year or in your life. Yeah. So. It's a collector thing. It's more of a collector thing. If yeah. you think of anybody who's a hardcore collector, yeah, I can like they have to have all of the comic books in a series or, yes. just like, or a stamp, a hardcore stamp. A completist. A completist, yes. That's a good way to So if it. a rare bird is seen here in Minnesota, the first thing I'll think of myself is how far away is it? If it's up in Two Harbors, probably not going to go see it. If it's here in Hennepin County, I might go see it. The next thing that I think of, have I seen this bird where it's supposed to be seen? Hmm. And uh, whereas a lister, where a lister or a twitcher... It's a rare bird. I'm going for it. No matter I'm where calling in sick. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I have to do. Hmm. And then you will get like 200 people crowded around a little alleyway trying to get a glimpse of something like a Siberian tit or something like that. Do you, either oh, of you boy. have that? Do you, either of you have that about anything? Oh, I used to. I used to have yeah. like back when I collected comics. I used to like you know go and and try to get like specific issues or try to find like really rare things. I don't do that anymore. Before I had seen quite a few birds, I, I used to, but now I definitely have the attitude of, I will most likely see this someplace where it's supposed to be. I mean, it has to be super, super, now, sometimes I like going, so when when a bird shows up and everybody starts going to it, it's called a stakeout bird, mm-hmm. and we had a really rare sandpiper here in Minnesota that I've seen where it's supposed to be called a sharp-tailed sandpiper, and it was, it was about 40 minutes from here. And I didn't go because I was like, eh, I have to work. It's it's kind of far. And then all my friends started going. And then I had some free time. And I'm like, I'm going to drive out and I'm going to go see that sharp-tailed sandpiper. And it's kind of a party atmosphere. So while you're waiting for the bird, everybody's kind of excited <laughs> like, looking for it. And then there are people you haven't seen for a while. And it's like, oh, didn't I see you at the Rock Wren? And... And it actually, stakeout birds is one of the reasons why I started Birds and Beers. was like, I miss that camaraderie. The social piece. Yeah, the yeah. social piece of it. How about you, Levi? I don't, I mean, I I would get, whatever I'm into, I get obsessed with, mm. certainly. I mean, I, but it was like since high school where I've been like, I can chill out. Like, I was a right. Faith No More completist. I wanted mm-hmm. all the bootlegs of every live mm-hmm. show oh, sure, they played, sure, sure. and I'd send away money for like a VHS video of them playing some nightclub in, awesome. you know, I don't know where, some, uh, you know, Austria or something. And, but I, I really chilled out on that. Yeah. And there's part of me who's like, oh, I like I miss having a thing that I was, like, crazy knowing everything about. Yeah, I mean, Maybe like... that's what Pokemon Go is. <laughs> is that still happening? Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. You haven't heard about the Halloween bonus? <laughs> I don't know any Pokemon Go stuff. Uh, anyway... I thought the creepy clowns scared away the Pokemon Go people. No, it was more like, we've caught all the Pidgeys and Weedles we can. Yeah. We're, we're, we're tired of... They're, they're, I'm not going to go for these last few Pokemon on the list. And then the Halloween bonus happened. Mm-hmm. And, like, everything's double. So, like, when you catch a new Pokemon, instead of getting three candies, you get six candies. When you walk your Pikachu, instead of it taking, like, I forget, was it 1K for a Pikachu or 3K? It's now, like, 0.25K to get a Pikachu candy. If you can imagine. Yeah. 
I can barely imagine. No. I am so excited. And then all of a sudden, cue bones are everywhere. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. Don't know what you're talking no, about. No, I mean, I see that with, like, the video, like the high-end video games. They'll throw in stuff, like, you have to, like, go to these obscure areas of the map and find, like, the hidden art, the hidden yeah. artifact yeah. and stuff. And I, like, there's a... There's some interest in that for me, but I have no interest in. I have to play this game until I get a hundred percent of all the yeah. the relics that I are in this game. Yeah, yeah. But that's why I don't. I, I actually I don't keep a video game system in my house <laughs> because I want to do stuff with my life. Bill and plays, I won't. plays a game called Civilization. Oh God! Yeah. You're why am I not playing it, it right now? Is it a now? world building game? It's is yeah, it it's a, it's we, kind of it's a four X game. You basically start with one tiny little tribe, and you have to build a city, and then build that into a world conquering civilization yeah. through various means. I want to play it, but he won't let you. No, no, she won't let herself. I won't let myself because I know if like I go down that rabbit hole, I won't come out of it. Yeah. I mean, I know how I am with Fruit Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't know there was like advancement in Fruit Ninja. Oh I, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah, you get all the blades and all the dojos and all the... And you can buy blades. And all the, yeah. all the but blades I, and I all watch, the dojos. I, I like the idea of building all these different tribes, and mm-hmm. Bill tells me about it, and I see him get obsessed with it, and it's like, if I do this, I won't move yeah. anymore. I'm going to no, save this for, yeah. like, someday, like, when mobility issues are, are a when thing. When you're just a brain in a tank. When I'm a brain in a tank, I'm just going to play Civilization, because sure. that looks like fun. It is fun. <laughs> That's my retirement is your later bucket. Your later bucket list. Yeah. yeah. Plug me into civilization. I want to. Yeah. I want. I want to take advantage of my physical health now while I can. I like and that. And then you know, if someday I don't have that physical health, I don't have to think. Fuck. What am I going to do now? I know civilization is going to be my jam. Hmm. I like. I think we should all have a when I can't use my body anymore plan. Yeah. I like that better than I'm going to do all the stuff I don't like and then I'm going to retire and try and do all this physical stuff that I may not be able to do. Mm, yeah. That's sort of sad. But I, but it's also, for some people, it's something that they have to do. You know, you're yeah. supporting a family and, and you have to support that family. But I'm, I don't have a family to support. It's just us yeah. and a rabbit. You have to yeah. support me. Yeah. Yeah, please. In this difficult time. In this difficult time of... um, Being Bill in the world. Of civilization. Being Bill in the world of... You know, everybody loves you at Whole Foods. I get so many birders who run into at Whole Foods and tell me how much they like it. You probably shouldn't say the name of the company I work for. At the Cheese Place. Yeah. You can beep that out later. Sure, I'll get right on that. Okay. What time is it? Yeah. It's 10.45. 7.53. Anyway. Okay, so other news. David Allen Sibley... Uh, has released a new book. Ooh. It is a coloring book. Do you know who Sibley is? Uh, the book person. Yeah, yeah. He, he wrote The Field Guide to Birds. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Sibley's Field Guide. He's Sibley's a Field Guide. Painter and a burger. It My is... father-in-law is a big bird guy. Oh, is he? Like, he has the thing that makes all the bird sounds. <laughs> Did the like DNA that. test and found out he's actually a big bird big guy. Big bird guy. Yeah. <laughs> Not, no, I don't mean a big bird guy. That's different. They didn't come over on the boat. He <laughs> actually migrated across the... Do I know your father-in-law? I don't, he's not like that. I just mean like he's the guy who walks in the woods looking mm. for birds and listening for birds. So he has Sibley books all over the uh? house. I, I wonder if I've interacted with your father online. Uh-oh. You, father-in-law? He's not a big online person. Okay. He goes to a cheese store a lot. Oh, okay. You should tell him to come to a Birds and Beers. Uh, okay. Oh, I think I've actually met. I'm sure you I, have. I've met him because Josh has pointed him out to me. He always tells me when he sees and Josh. Yes, and Josh like, will ran into Joshua. Josh like, well, he has there. a big conversation with us. Yes, yep. I definitely Bald. met him. Yep. Oh yeah, I know exactly the guy we're talking about. Yep. yep. Likes birds. Yes. Very genial. All right. Nice, right. good dude. All right. I married into a good family. 
So do we have a, do we have a story? It's nice when you can do that. It's smart. So I anyway, but I wanted to point out the Sibley Field Guide. Uh, I went yes. to, since I was, or you know, book. coloring book. Uh, so I went to Amazon Prime. I was like, oh, what mm-hmm. is it? It's 20 bucks on Amazon Prime. Oh, it's a Sibley coloring book. It is. It's. It has 75 of David Sibley's previously unpublished paintings that mm. you can color in. Yeah. Make sure you're careful with that red, folks. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's a burger joke. Yeah. It's a, there was a scandal. Yeah. I could only imagine. The, the first Sibley guy that came out, everybody loved. And then his... He came out with a second edition. Isn't he a million years old? No, he's still fairly burgers. young. Okay. For a birder. No. Um, I think what he's probably in his early so, 60s. So, I have two questions. Yeah. This is, is this a coloring book for adults? Um, well, yeah. We have adult I, coloring books I know. Yeah. To, med- to help you meditate or something. Yeah, I am down. positive that this is because of the adult coloring mm-hmm. craze. But yeah, because sure. this is Sibley, and mm-hmm. Sibley demands quality, it's on, like, really nice artist paper. Mm-hmm. It's hardcover. The coloring book? The coloring book. How are you supposed to rip the pages out and put them on? How are you supposed to rip the pages out and put them on your refrigerator? It flips so that way it's like an artist's sketchbook. So you know how you and I like the Uh, fancy notebooks? The what is it, the Lickitung notebook that we get? No, Lickitung is a Pokemon. Okay. Which is called Schlurp in German. Yeah, that's great. Um no, Lickthune? What is the I don't know which kind of notebook you use, but I know the notebook I like. The hardcover moleskin. The this one I like better than moleskin. It has a little bit better paper. I will fight you. Now this is we're not gonna be polite. No, she's you're completely wrong. Moleskin is not as good as Alright, kids, it's now time for a word from our sponsors. That's right, Bird Chick Podcast has sponsors. Uh, our first sponsor is PhoneScope. If you've ever gone to one of my smartphone digiscoping workshops or if you've admired my iPhone pictures on Twitter, most of those have been taken with my Swarovski scope and with my PhoneScope adapter attached to my smartphone. What I like about PhoneScope is, is it keeps up to date with all the new phones that come out there. So if you have the latest iPhone 7, you go to the PhoneScope website, you type in the make and model of your phone, you put in the make and model of your scope, and they will come up with a little plastic case that you can put your phone in and it will attach to your spotting scope. That's PhoneScope.com. Scope is spelled with a K. And if you use the code BIRDCHICK13, you will get a discount on your purchase. So if you want to do some more smartphone digiscoping, check out phonescope.com. Our next sponsor at the Bird Chick Podcast is Holbrook Travel. It is a well-known travel company that puts you into all kinds of destinations like Costa Rica, Alaska, Chile, China, Australia... And if you would like to travel with me and learn how to do some digiscoping, have a good time, or heck, maybe even be a guest on the podcast, consider signing up for my Cuba trip next April, April 19th through the 29th in 2017. I'll be going to Cuba, and you can hang out with me in Old Havana. We'll explore all sorts of fun things like the endemic species, including the Cuban trogon, the zapata wren, the Cuban pygmy owl, and the world's tiniest hummingbird, the bee hummingbird. We will also take in some of the art and culture, and we will, of course, have a drink, because it's not a birding trip with me unless we have a drink. I'm not just a hardcore maxi bird watcher. I do like to relax from time to time. There will be naps. There will be times to sleep in. There will be adventure. But come with me to Cuba. We'll have a great time. And if you can't make Cuba, definitely check out HolbrookTravel.com to see some of their other destinations and some of the other cool leaders that they have out there. Holbrook has traveled to Cuba before. They are well 
well known in the birding tourism industry. And also one of the great things about whole book travel is their inclusive pricing. Unlike other travel providers, their pricing includes most meals, activities, and entrance fees, so you won't have to travel with extra cash to cover surprise or surprise expenses. So check out wholebrooktravel.com. And again, if you would like to go to Cuba with me next April and have a great time, uh, check out the Cuba Birding with Sharon Steitler, a.k.a. The Bird Chick. Okay, we're back. So, the What is the name of the notebook? I'm going to mispronounce it because it's fine. some kind of German thing, but it's like Lukturm 1917. Okay. And uh, it's the paper is thicker, and mm -hmm. I like to use disposable fountain pens, and so mm -hmm. by using disposable fountain pens, I still have a reasonable chance of using both sides of the paper. Sure. The other thing is that it has a little thing in the beginning, so you can create your own little table of contents. Mm -hmm. It comes with stickers, so you can label the side. Although I'm outside a lot, so that that got. You can also it has pockets in the back. So it would work well for the bullet journal. I don't know if you guys know the bullet journal. Oh, yeah, I know I that, yeah. Again, Sharon's niece, the one we were talking about earlier, does that. Ooh, Jacqueline Smith. You can keep Charlie's Angels uh, pictures. Okay. In the, this yeah. is basically a high-end trapper keeper for you. It is. <laughs> I look at the bullet journal and Do you stuff? put unicorn stickers on the front of it? And I then, actually like, have a picture of you cut, in here. Cut the plastic open and put, like, unicorns inside Phil, of it. you're kind of a high-end trapper keeper. I am a high-end trapper keeper. Put I stickers have... on you. I'm yeah. not a hunter or a gatherer. I'm a trapper and a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I highly, if you are looking, if you're someone who just likes to scribble random thoughts and that if someone ever reads it after you die, mm -hmm. they're going to think you're a mad person, sure. this is a great journal for that. It'll hold up. Yeah, or if you're into bullet journaling, it's... So here's my second... Okay, so here's my second question of the two I was going to ask. Are we entirely sure that David Allen Sibley just didn't use this book himself for his paintings? He may have, and then said, I enjoy doing my painting so much, I want right. to put a really nice field journal for people who enjoy coloring outside. Okay. And, and as I understand it, the back line completely flips around, mm -hmm. so it's not even like it's it's open like this. I mean, sure. like you can really flip That sounds it. cool. I like that idea. It is It is a hardcore maxi dweeb adult coloring book. Mm -hmm. I kind of want one. Do you feel, okay, well, do you feel that this would help someone, like, learn birds yeah. better? Like, is there is there a thing about, okay, here's what the bird is supposed to look like, you color this Is in. it just pictures or do you... I think coloring in birds or mm -hmm. even drawing birds yourself definitely helps with ID because it forces you to pay attention to things. Why mm -hmm. does that bird look like that bird? But I mean, like, when you get, when you, I know you do paint by number sometimes to relax, do you, is there, like, here's what this is supposed to look like when you get this coloring That's book. not what paint by number is for me. Paint by number is, for me... Bill's question. That's not, not my question. He doesn't okay. care about your needs and wants. <laughs> he just wants information about this color. No, paint by number does not help you with identification. Okay, but I'll does... Give, I'll, I can add nuance. Oh, please, oh, please. When I, are you mansplaining for me? I'm going to mansplain. It's going to take two of us to, to explain what I'm so, actually trying to... The vulva is the outside part. <laughs> and the vagina is in... Uh, no, I, I, when I... I, be, I was a personal trainer in my, when I was like 19. And I took. Uh, Wait, you were a personal trainer at I did. And I took a bunch of anatomy and physiology courses, and they gave us a coloring book of anatomy, and mm -hmm. you would learn by coloring in the anatomy. Right. And it had actual like labels on it of this is this muscle, mm -hmm. this is mm -hmm. this part, mm -hmm. so that you were doing the coloring, and it did help you engage. But there was also that education piece. Does this book have stuff? I like think that? the Sibley thing will do that. I don't think it's like pointing to say, okay, you're now coloring in some tertials. 
It doesn't say tertials? doesn't say, I don't think this does it. Here's what my question is. Does it tell you what color the part of the bird needs to be? Because when you, right. like, you had a monster coloring book, which I enjoyed terribly, and I was free to just, you know, mm-hmm. make my uh, giant dragon monster purple if I wanted to, or multicolor, which I did. Is this telling you, here's what color this part of the bird needs to so be? So you could make it photorealistic. Exactly. Well, according to Amazon, it encourages you Amazon.com? Amazon. No, and Amazon. Okay. No, no, no. Wonder Woman? Yeah, exactly. Snoo, snoo. Um, <laughs> I mean, you are encouraged to, uh, let's see, so it says, The Sibley Birds Coloring Book will allow birding enthusiasts to create their own artist portfolio, restoring color, whether real or imagined, to wings, crest, and beaks. So what I'm thinking is, like, you'll look at that, and it might say Cerulean Warbler, but you're free to paint And you could look up the, the Warbler online and try to match the image, but yeah. it's not going to tell you yeah. which colors you should right. use. Yeah. I'm not seeing anything that says that it's it's going to tell you. It's going it, to... there, And maybe there is a page, like, at the beginning of the Sibley Field Guide where it's pointing out retrocedes and coverts. <laughs> I just want to point out we're at 45 minutes, and we've gotten through half of one story. Do we have... Do we need to... No, uh, this is... This skip is Merrily along. No, we're almost okay. at... We're almost done. I, I only have like we're doing a, great. a couple of stories. That's fine. So Sibley, I did Amazon. Okay, no, so, no. Actually, I had a story pop up that I wasn't going to talk about, but it popped up right before Levi came over, so I had to. Hi. Yeah. Okay. There is a new record for a bird that Minnesota been... serial killer strikes again. Police find DNA has no German ancestry. <laughs> Almost made you shoot LaCroix through your nose. <laughs> I was just listening to a serial killer podcast. <laughs> uh, Wait, is this a serial killer, a, a podcast about serial killers? No, it's or a podcast for serial <laughs> yeah. killers. Okay. Go on, Sharon. Okay. The common swift is called the greyhound of the sky. <laughs> Can you bet on him? It doesn't show up at, on time, and there's lots of fat, I was going to say, when I read the greyhound of the sky, I was like, you create it most like, of the time. You're going to shape like a little bus, mm. you know? Uh, no, apparently the common swift has beat the alpine swift for a bird that spends the most time on the wing, mm. constantly flying. But the greyhound almost never runs because it's got so little body fat, it can't maintain any... Like, they sprint and then they have to rest for a day. I object. Okay. <laughs> Is the greyhound called the swallow of the, of the land? <laughs> now I'm really curious. What's the common means? swift of the sea yeah, exactly. is the real question. Isn't that tuna fish? Yes. <laughs> that, that also so, is a dated reference. Like something okay, like, so here we go. The common go. swift is the greyhound of the sky. Anders Hen- oh, Hedenstrom says, shaped like a torpedo with long blade-like wings. That it, is not what a greyhound looks like. <laughs> either the dog or the bus. <laughs> it effortlessly swoops and soars through the air. I would agree with that. Riding the wind like a creature out of mythology. So anyway, it has beat the Alpine Swift, which spends about six months on the wing. This bird goes ten months. Wow. And they have done this by putting little teeny tiny trackers on 13 Swifts. Okay. Uh, they had light sensors, and I, this is a word that I only read, so I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, accelerometers? Mm-hmm. That's correct. That's good. Uh, okay. Good job. Does, okay, the men are saying I pronounced that correctly, so I'm going to assume that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But the, so they put those like little backpacks on mm-hmm. there, so they were able to track how high the birds were going, uh, the speed whenever the little sensors came in. So they were able to figure out that these birds spent ninety nine point five percent of their time flying over a ten month period. Must live with their mother in law. No, 
I have a real science question. All right. Is 13 birds a legitimate sample? That is that is a legit sample. Is it? Yeah. Okay. yeah we got to figure that the birds aren't lying about what they do. I they mean, can't they lie. Like, they've yeah. got the they've got the 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 UN backpacks on them. But they could be anomalies. Exactly. Well, yeah. No, it's, and maybe the backpacks are making them fly faster. Right. They just got to keep flying because they're trying to get really stupid backpacks. No, it's an interesting... Like, wait, they spend 99% of their lives flying? It was already known that they make a 10-month journey from Europe to Central Africa. Oh, this it's is when they're known. migrating. Okay, so we're talking about migration, well, not like... Well, it's a weird migration, though, if it's 10 months. Yeah, because, I mean, there, there's some studies, like... We think of migration as this thing of, like, you're going from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. And... Rather than that being... Like, you live in an RV, where you're always Yeah, migrating. yeah. And so, so like, Rose Breasted Grosbeaks, they may go down into Central America initially, then they might venture into Northern South America, and then they might go up and down a mountain, and then eventually they start working their way back up. So there's, there's periods of movement. So birds don't just... I'm going to fly from Minnesota down mm-hmm. into Belize. You've told me about this before, like, with the, the monarch butterflies. You told me about their weird life cycle. Like, how did it break down? It was, like... like five de- generations of and like one, Yeah, like, one generation flies for a bit, and one generation lives for, like, a month and dies, and then the next generation makes the final journey down to yeah. Mexico. It's something so completely bizarre. Yeah, so... That could only happen genetically. All the monarchs that you're seeing now, those are the ones that are going down to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Although you really shouldn't be seeing them in Minnesota yeah. at this point. But yeah, in the southern works. U.S., you might be seeing them. Mm-hmm. So those are the ones that are going down into Mexico. Right. They will spend the entire winter down in Mexico. Mm-hmm. The ones that survive the winter, they'll lay eggs, and those will hatch and begin the journey north. And they'll right. do part of it, and then they'll lay eggs, and then that generation will go a little bit further. And then it's like yeah, something bizarre. Like the third generation of this one cycle only lives a month. It was such yeah. A most of the gen- most of the generations only live a month. Yeah. And there's just one generation that lives like six months wow. that allows them to hibernate. So that's one of the concerns with monarchs mm-hmm. is that if something if you... happens to one population, right. but then you also get this whole crazy thing. Like there was this viral video going around of a monarch that uh, photobombed a koala at an Australian zoo, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's really cute." And I was like. Why is there a monarch in Australia? Come to find out, monarchs are a thing in Australia. So there are a lot of subspecies of monarchs. Well, they still are under the British system. And they're poisonous. That was a, uh, like a... That was an Australia joke. I got it. I was there with you. Yeah. Yeah. But yours I liked better. What was the, uh, sorry, what was the initial point you were making about this? What was the story? Migration. Migration. It's about the journey, not the destination. Crazy shit goes down with migration. Yes, it does. The extreme things happen. I mean, birds are... So what they're saying is that in a 10-month period while these birds are migrating, they're on the wing 99.5% of the time. Yeah, and so it's kind of like an albatross thing. Mm -hmm. You know, albatross just kind of go... They're they're a bird that is considered to be... Well, it just doesn't go on land except Mm -hmm. when it's breeding. But they, albatross can also hang out on the sea. But these swifts, rather than going to one specific spot maybe to Mm -hmm. feed, it's just they're constantly traveling on this journey... From Europe to That's South fascinating because, I mean, you think of, I, I, and I guess this is my ignorance, is that I think of something, flying is something that you have to constantly do is flapping, but I guess when I see swallows, they're mostly diving and then swooping back up. Yeah. So they, mm-hmm. they know they how to use... energy as much. Yeah, they know how to use currents and, you know, thermals and things yeah, like and that. Yeah, and these are swifts, so they're even a little bit more aerodynamic. I mean, they're still doing a lot of fluttering. Sure. I've seen both alpine and common swift. Yeah. But they are just the most extreme athletes, though, because that's still a lot of work if you're... And I don't understand how the whole sleep thing works with this. I could kind of yeah. understand how an albatross could sleep on That's interesting. Like, how do you judge sleep? I mean, yeah. Do Maybe we they need yeah. sleep in a different way than we do. Micro-sleep. Micro-sleeping, yeah. Mm. 
How come you don't ever see a Swift in like a Mountain Dew commercial? Like they're all so extreme. They're not allowed to do commercials in the United States. Oh, right. Because of the work visas? Um, it's more because of the Migratory Bird Treaty. No. Oh. It is like an actual thing. If you put a Swift See, she has it. answers for these things, which is something you will quickly <laughs> learn. My stupid nonsense. Yeah. That's why whenever you see a red tail in a commercial in the United States, it's actually Sharon an African was, species that's still a booty. Because they can't shoot it here? Yeah, they can't use a North American red Sharon tail was on commercial. TV once uh, doing questions, and some guy called in to ask uh, how he could get a penguin as a pet, and Sharon had an answer for him. Did he see that movie, Mr. Popper's Penguins? Oh, God, this was yeah. before that. But yeah. I just remember Roxanne Battle was like on the side... What? No one knows who that is. Yeah, okay. she was a personality. She was, yeah. and like that question came, and she just went and looked at me because she was. I was yeah. thinking I was on with Pat Evans, but mm-hmm. she just like looked at me like, "How the fuck are you going to answer that?" And I had an answer. Yeah, yeah. And I said, uh, "You go to the zoo." I told him to go volunteer at sad. Como Zoo's uh, penguin thing because mm-hmm. you could volunteer there at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I said, "You know, you can learn what it's like to take care of a penguin, and then I think you might be surprised you're going to find out that they're really stinky." And they're kind of jerks too, fish. right? Anyway, all birds are jerks. Birds are the worst possible pet. And I say this as someone who lived with one for 18 years. I know, and as much as I love that bird, in some ways it was kind of an abusive relationship. (laughs) I don't know how to react. Uh, Do the people who work with penguins have to wear tuxedos? And if they don't, why not? I used to know someone who used to dremel penguin bills. Because they grow all the time, and they, they, they had to be worn down. It was like a thing. They couldn't... Put something in their enclosure where they could wear it down no, themselves. No, no, no. That's just... what you don't know about penguins is they have to do that in the wild. They're, that's what, you know. Well, people go out there and people do it. People go out there, That's yeah. what those There's researchers whole... are doing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They've been doing that's that for Morgan millions Freeman of years. That's what Morgan Freeman was doing but between yeah. times of narrating. Do you know uh, Dr. Michelle LaRue? She's a, uh, she does a lot of, like, um, panthers and stuff, but she's done a bunch of penguin research. Oh, really? She's in town. She's a local person. Oh. Really Any nice. animal that starts with the letter P. It's her thing, yeah. Pumas, yeah. penguins, panthers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People. Some people, yeah. All right. Pterodactyls. Yep. Which is, you wouldn't think. She doesn't talk about it. Yeah. That work is silent. Yeah. Okay. We're really proud of ourselves. <laughs> I'm, I'm very proud of both of you. <laughs> Don't you think bringing a third person to this podcast is a great idea? Yes, actually. I've had a fun time. And speaking of which, it's time to See, she can't get mad podcast. at you. No. When I leave, though. <laughs> uh. I'm not going to talk about spanking. Um, so, uh, so... We're going to wind down the podcast, and now is a segment where uh, you can plug any number of things. Plug away. It's it's the plugger segment. (laughs) And uh, you can uh, can either talk about something that you're really enjoying right now, uh, and definitely you can plug yourself. So, like, if people wanted to find you and learn more about you, or maybe see you perform, Uh, uh, what would they do? Well, actually, I mean, I'll send people to Twitter. I'm that Levi on Twitter. Uh, he is that Levi, that not any other Levi, but oh, that Levi. I had my Twitter name started as a mm-hmm. joke in the <laughs> early 2000s when I saw a bunch of celebrities who had like the and the, and I was like, oh, I'm going to do that. No one knows who I am. And now it's a, a, a thing people use to mock me. Um, I actually appreciate that you keep your Twitter name the same. Yeah, well, I, I, it makes it easier to find you when I want to tweet people it. People do all their seasonal changes inside. Oh, I hate that. Okay. I'd like to point out that you changed your name on Facebook, which screws me up every time I try to tag you in yeah. something. I was Because I have friends named Sharon. I'm trying to avoid uncomfortable <laughs> conversations with people that I would be forced to interact with based to like, genetic obligation. Like, for example, this. <laughs> it's okay to cut those people loose mm. a little bit. And also, you know, like I get nervous when I realize that on Twitter, uh, you know, like deputy director of the interior follows you and liked your tweet, and I'm like, 
I did so many drunk tweets in the last couple weeks, and the don't, director... Don't didn't... change your brand now. No, but it's just suddenly like, you know, when you work for the Bark Service and you get all these emails saying, don't do X, Y, and Z, and it's like, but you're following my personal account. That kind of freaks me out. <sighs> Is that my plug? No, plug, plug, no, you can keep plugging. I mean, so... I, well, I'll say, I follow me on Twitter, but I, so I make podcasts. Yes. Like, I'm obsessed with podcasts. So make one where I talk to artists. But your podcast is not obsessed, which is with... No, that's just of Scrimshaw. Scrimshaw. I've been a guest. Yeah. My, my uh, episode was about podcasts. Yes. Uh, oh, my God. I was listening to an episode of the Gilmore Guys, and one of their ooh. guests, I think it was... Uh, anyway, I'm not going to say who it was, but she was like talking about, you guys, I have an idea for a podcast I want to start, and I want to do one like about people's obsessions, and I want to like, you know, find out what someone's obsession is, and then like interview them out about it. I think, and they were like, oh, that's a great idea. I was like, you guys. You could Google that idea. That is yeah. like the Joseph Scrimshaw podcast has been out for a long time. That's true. And He's well, in LA where you guys are. You probably well. know each yeah. other. Yeah. Levi and I are going to do a podcast about obsession, the perfume from yeah. the 80s. When are obsession. you going to do your feminism podcast? That was something I wanted to listen to. <laughs> Nothing like two white dudes talking about feminism. <laughs> We're the best feminists. Just because you took some BuzzFeed quiz and got better scores than me. <laughs> Doesn't make you a better I'm also an excellent 50s housewife and husband. It's because you don't wear the lipstick I <laughs> Well, actually, so this is on topic. I'm Okay, on... so anyway. Let's I'm get sorry, to the we'll keep thing. interrupting your plug. I'm working on a brand new podcast that's going to be coming out in November. Um, and it's about social justice. And right. it is me having conversations. Me, I'm a white, straight, cisgendered man. So I'm like the oppressor in all the buckets. And okay. it, it's me talking to underrepresented voices about things they're kind of tired of dealing with to help people... I'm asking the dumb questions that I know a lot of wannabe allies want answers to who are nervous mm. about engaging. So uh, I'm ta- I have an interview with someone who's a Chinese-American woman about the question, where are you really from? Like oh. what that does to someone when you ask them that question. Uh, there's a wonderful friend of mine who's a, she's a black woman feminist, and we talk about all the basic, like, don't touch my hair, don't tokenize me, and then get into much more deeper stuff. I talk to a woman who's building relationships from the Muslim community to other communities. Um, so it's called Not About You is the name of the show. Oh, I like that. Uh, <laughs> you can go to naypod.com. It's sort of like, uh, it's a fantastic name, but it's sort of the worst idea for a name for a podcast. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's yeah. like, have you heard this? It's not about you. Why would I listen to a podcast? It's not about me. <laughs> I had a lot of conversations about the name yeah. with uh, people I trust, people doing justice work. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, one of the things I was like, this podcast, I want to not have it be about me, even though it's me trying to do the work. Right. And then they're like, well, don't say not about me. That's us yeah. overtly about you. Well, I'm glad you're doing that because that was going to be the name for my Mad About You podcast. Not about you. <laughs> so so the, the website again is? Uh, NAYPOD.com. I haven't, okay. it'll be up soon. I haven't so just sign up. Okay. So, so get on that. So it's not out yet. But no, it's yeah. not out. I was just Googling I mean, yeah. it. It's like, oh, okay. I, 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 I own the domain, but I don't have anything. Um, sure. Right there. now it's just like a, a porn host site. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I also do porn stuff. Yeah, well, that's how all our is made. And then if you go to pratfallspod.com, that's the podcast I've been making for a number of years. I talk to artists about their life and their work and how they intersect with one another. Yes. And it was originally Pratfalls of Parenting. It was, just for about three years. Yeah. 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 I wanted to open up to non parents as well. Because non parents. We hardly talk about parenting on the show. We never really did that much. And I realized that. Oh, it's like a birding podcast. Hey. (laughs) Just like asking questions. Um, But that was like the hook for it. So, yeah. Yeah, I do that, and then I do a lot of other things. Too. Awesome. But, okay. Yeah. Is there anything that you're listening to or reading, or is there any kind of thing that you're doing right now that you think someone should do? That I think someone. I'm reading a book about the history of parkour. <laughs> 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 is this one of their pictures? 
pictures of you on Instagram jumping all the time? Uh, I, I don't, probably. I mean, I, I don't do parkour. I'm really interested in it. It's like a pure form of athleticism. There's something uh-huh. about it that I really like. And so this is about the sort of early buildup of parkour in France and Europe in general. Parkour. I don't think that would work in Minnesota especially well because... There are gyms. Well, there the are same. gyms, but just like I was thinking about like having a superhero in downtown Minneapolis. It's not that big of an area, no. and there are a lot of parking lots. Like, and then you slip on ice. You would run out. Yeah, yeah you would. That's the ice that I was thinking was more the issue. <laughs> I think the parking lots would help. Do a series of videos about parkour in the skyway where you're just... <laughs> just running through, running through the skyway. It's like, and you hit one of the doors that doesn't open correctly. <laughs> you could ricochet off the windows in the skyway. That's true. Yeah. But like bird, a migrating bird. Birds do it all yeah. the time. <laughs> so sad. That wouldn't particularly help you get to where you're going faster. So it's a good book. I think it's called Breaking the Jump. Okay. Uh, so if anyone's interested in that... In the history of parkour. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I like reading those books. I listen to lots of podcasts, so I won't list them all. Mm. Um, more than anything, I'll plug like people being kind. I want people on the internet to be more kind to each other. Me too. <laughs> they are actually. I think like there's a lot of kindness. You have not been following the debate about whether or not Hawaii should be added to the American Birding Association. Oh, no, list. I have more than I that, that, than I fact, have. <laughs> the fact that that is in my headspace at all is amazing. I've been thinking about this lately. And maybe this. Do you, let's let's wrap this up. This is not a topic for. Okay. Well, what do you have to plug? Uh, my podcast, Aging Poorly with Sam Landman, we just did our spooktacular Halloween episode, and I'm really enjoying doing it. Okay, is there anything you're watching, reading, playing, I'm playing, I'm trying to play Civilization VI, and my stupid obligations keep getting in the way. I I pointed this out to you, in Civilization VI, uh, the new American leader is typically, it's been George Washington and Abe Lincoln forever, and now the new American leader is Teddy Roosevelt... Uh, and one of the benefits of the Americans is that you get uh, an amenities bonus if you have a national park, which I thought was absolutely wonderful. I think that's wonderful. I'm really surprised they went with Teddy Roosevelt yeah. and not Hamilton. They've, they've been well, that, well, that, they've been really trying to shake it up. Like, and they're probably going to add these guys in with uh, other things. But like most of the most of the famous leaders uh, from the previous games are gone. Oh, okay, so yeah. d- d- does Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt does he run around saying "bully"? No, but you do get the Rough Riders as a special unit. <laughs> I love me a rough writer. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, everybody knows who I am. If you've been listening to this podcast, you can find me. I'm most places on social media as Bird Chick. There are a couple places where someone else has claimed to be Bird Chick. Um, and then that's me. <laughs> and the thing that I will plug right now um, is the F- F- Princeton Field Guide. To prehistoric mammals. The Princeton Field Guide to Prehistoric Mammals. I just got it in the mail today. I think it's good. I just scanned it. (laughs) In case you see a giant sloth in your yard. Um, That was not what I intended to to plug. I was trying to think what I was going to plug, but I just... What's the... Oh! I'm going to plug the podcast Beautiful Anonymous. It is a podcast. I love that podcast. It's great. Real conversations. With real people. Yeah, so this guy named Chris Gethard. Oh, it's like like the real world. But no, Chris Gethard uh, has a podcast where you can call in anonymously. You follow him on Twitter, and he'll just put on Twitter, "Hey, I'm in the studio." You you call, and you get exactly sixty minutes with him to talk about whatever you want. And he can't hang up. 
Yeah, he can't hang up. You can hang up. Sure. There have been people, there was at least one... It sounds like the plot to a, like an 80s thriller. It's, like, it's really tisk, good. Tisk, tisk, you can't hang up. He's super open and vulnerable and yeah. lovely and kind. He, yeah, he is. And even when there are callers who call in, you're like, mm-hmm. I am not going to agree with you one bit. But they're good conversations to listen to because you realize that even though someone has views that are opposed to you... They have had a life that has happened and how they got to that point. Sure. And um, no, I just, it's, I, I highly recommend, that's that's my new favorite podcast mm-hmm. is Beautiful Anonymous. It's great. Also, Denzel Washington is the greatest actor of all time, period. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a good one. It just reminded me of podcasts I love. All right. So we're going to wrap up the Bird Chick podcast. So this is the new format. Uh, if you don't like it, I don't want to hear about it. Uh, but <laughs> do not call in, and Sharon will not talk to you for six minutes. If you guys, seriously, if you really don't like it, you can uh, reply to do not reply at uh, gmail.com. Uh, but if if this is something you think is interesting, and you think that there is someone we should talk to, I travel quite a bit. We can we might be able to make this happen. It wouldn't necessarily be timely, but if you think of people you would like to interview. I don't want to hear every birder that's already been interviewed on other podcasts. We kind of know what they think already. I'm interested in talking to people who are kind of into birds. I'm also interested in talking to people... People who have controversial opinions on bird watching. They think some birds shouldn't be watched. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But no, I want to. I want to talk. The look I get most of the time. Yeah, I mean, but no, I I want to. I'm interested in talking to people. You don't have to be a birder. You know, you can be like Levi. But it helps. Just have like a casual interest in birds. Uh, But if you think there's someone interesting and can hold a good conversation, is not going to be terrified when a microphone is shoved in their face. Uh, (laughs) Is that what we do? Help me. (laughs) Help. You haven't noticed that Levi's been like deep throating the microphone? (laughs) shoved. What about someone who doesn't know what birds are at all? If my main concern is... That'd be amazing if you could get that person. (laughs) We could test my ability. Oh my god! (laughs) I thought they were bugs. <laughs> um, wait, that's not like, what is that? Howl's Moving Castle, only in bird form, so yeah. you can, that's how you move around. Anyway, so what? that's, that's, anyway, this got weird. You made it get weird. You interrupted me. You she always was, interrupt She was me. wrapping up so nicely. I was wrapping it up. This He's, is what she normally does to me. Non-wrapping up Bill. All right, so if you, if you have questions for me, uh, you can email me at Sharon, S-H-A-R-O-N, at birdchick.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook as birdchick. Uh, yeah, so that's what it is. Uh, we're going to try and do this weekly. And some weeks... What? Some weeks, things may get different. We may not have a guest, and we may not have non-birding Bill. So we're going to get weird. We're going to get experimental. Oh, shit, I am. And... I'm being fired. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. Yeah.